Um, so we just gonna go out there and play basketball and win. And win? Yeah. And how many games? Six. We're gonna be we're gonna win in six. Welcome back to the Bucks and Six podcast. I'm your host, Michael Correo, also known as Bucks House on Instagram. Your number one source for all things Milwaukee Bucks, coming to you live from the podcasting world every Wednesday and every Saturday night. Before we get started here tonight, I just want to send my thoughts and prayers to those involved in the shootings downtown last night. For those of you who don't know, there were three separate shooting incidents near the Deer District. I think there are 21 victims, but all are expected to survive. I was down there for the watch party, and I'm okay. It was just a rough night with all the drunk kids, people passing out in front of you, the fights, the overly loud DJing, and they even threatened to shut the party down if people kept throwing things around all game. And it just seemed like most of the people weren't even there to enjoy the game. It obviously became much more than basketball last night, so I hope everyone involved made it out safely. The Bucks did end up dropping Game 6 at home after Jason Tatum finally had his breakout game. Many wondered if and when this game would happen, where Jason Tatum would go off and seem unstoppable. Luckily for Boston, it came in a do-or-die Game 6 on the road, as Tatum led Boston to their 13-point victory. The Celtics came out very hot early on in Game 6. Eight of their 17 three-pointers came in the first quarter, but what helped the Bucks keep the deficit manageable was Giannis and his dominant offensive first quarter. He had 17 of our 26 first quarter points. He was hitting jumpers, playing bully ball, hitting his free throws. It just seemed like he had complete and total control of the offensive game for Milwaukee. But he did have a rough second quarter. He was two for eight. It did seem like the refs were swallowing their whistle to end the half, but there's nothing you can really do about that. And, you know, we did end the half pretty poorly. Boston went on an eight to two run in the last two minutes, which put them up by 10. In the third quarter, it eventually got to 18, but... Just like Game 5, it seemed like the Bucks were just going to keep chipping away. And as a matter of fact, that deficit went from 18 to 4 pretty quickly. And with 8 minutes left to go, we were down by 4. As I was watching, though, I did feel like we peaked a little bit too early. Evidently, we did. Boston responded to that run. Tatum had 18 in the quarter, finished with 46 points for the game. And Boston came into Milwaukee in a do-or-die situation. They played their hearts out, so credit to them. They got the victory, and now we're going to Game 7. This has been an incredible series so far, though. Both teams are 51 and 31. The tiebreaker actually went four or five parameters deep because of how identical the season was. But ultimately, Boston had the better record versus Eastern Conference playoff teams, which is why they get that Game 7 in Boston. Both teams are 2-1 and one on the road this series, 1-2 and two at home. Both teams have choked leads late in games, so we're in for a great Game 7. One thing that we've learned throughout this series, though, is that Giannis needs help. Drew Holiday has been subpar offensively all series long, and it's really weird because he played really well in the regular season, and there were a lot of people who thought Holiday deserved the all-star spot over Chris Middleton if the Bucks were to get a second all-star. He's had 126 points in this series, and he's taken 133 shots. He's 36% from two, 21 points per game, but shooting 22 times per game. So he's not really cutting it offensively, and he needs to be better. Bobby Portis has also struggled to knock down shots in these last four games, which is just kind of ironic that he hit that big shot in game five. But other than that, he's really not playing great offensively. Grayson Allen and George Hill provide nothing offensively. Matthews is on and off, but he's working his tail off at the other end. 
Rook really hasn't had a great series. So really the only other consistent option has been Pat Connaughton, which imagine saying something like that two years ago, no one would believe you. He had 14 points last night, 6 for 8 from the field, including 5 for 6 in the second half. He had some great finishes around the rim, and I think we should, probably should have gone to him sooner. Credit to Milwaukee, or mainly Giannis, for making this a competitive series without Chris Middleton. Boston has shot the ball real well this series, 37% compared to Milwaukee's 31%. Yet, Milwaukee stays in the series and keeps it competitive. Giannis is averaging 35, 14, and 7 or 8 in this series. He's just dominating as I've noted this series, this offense looked very stagnant at times without Chris. There are brief stretches where the ball will move and will play well with good pace, namely in the fourth quarter of Game 5, and then there are quarters where it's a lot of one-on-one -on -one basketball, forcing shots or bad passes, and Chris Middleton would open a lot for this offense. He's out for tomorrow's Game 7 per the latest injury report, so we'll have to get it done without him, but some important notes for Game 7, what we might need to do to win. We all know about Boston's shooting. If we can somehow limit Boston to less than 15 makes, preferably around 9 or 10, I think we'll give ourselves a good chance. The closest loss and the most winnable loss we had was in Game 4. Boston hit 14 threes, and they needed that huge fourth quarter comeback to get the job done. If Boston comes out on fire, if they consistently hit shots, then they'll be very hard to beat. Switching 1 through 5 seems like it's prevented a lot of perimeter shots, but it's very difficult to do that all game, especially with the limited amount of depth that we have, and we'll need to figure out this playoff rotation. I think Pat should start over Grayson Allen. Allen's just not in the rhythm right now. You can give him an opportunity off the bench, but don't let that last too long if he continues to play bad. He played 22 minutes last night and was a minus 29, letting him go for 22 minutes as he's missing shots and being hunted defensively is not the best idea, and I think he should be limited if he's not making shots. I think there's five guys who should get over 35 minutes, probably into the 40s. Drew Holiday, Wesley Matthews, Pat Connaughton, Giannis, and Bobby. I'm guessing Brooke will start again, but I can see him only playing 20 or 25 minutes. Grayson and George should get a lot less time than that and should get the run at a very limited capacity if they're not dominating. And I only say George because I don't believe Bud is going to give Carter a significant run, but I'm hoping I'm wrong there. I think Carter's deserved a chance to play. He outscored George Hill in 34 seconds of play last night, so maybe that earned him a spot in the Game 7 rotation. What helped Jason Tatum secure the victory last night was having somewhat of a supporting cast. He had two players in Spartan Brown who had over 20 points. Giannis had two players score more than six points. That was Drew with 17 and Pat with 14. But if Giannis can't get something from his teammates, this simply will be all on his shoulders to deal with. But if it's one person in the league who's capable of doing that right now, it's Giannis. And we'll just have to see if he has enough left in the tank for this Game 7. I said after the Game 5 win that the series isn't over. Boston would be a tough team to close out. I see a lot of Celtics fans taking victory laps right now after Game 6, but we'll have to wait and see what happens. Whatever happens, though, we're in for a special treat. This has already been one of the best, if not the best, series in the playoffs so far. And the fact that it's going to 7 makes it even better. I hope my Bucks in 7 prediction comes into fruition, but if it doesn't, it's been a great series. The Bucks have fought hard without Chris and gave a Boston a run for their money. That will do it for tonight's podcast. Thank you all for listening in. Let me know any feedback you have. Let's get that win tomorrow and head to Miami on Tuesday.